Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, you got Doc Holliday's Tea Party once again. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and it's so good to have you back. we got a great show coming up, and it's so exciting. Let me tell you a little bit what's going on. First, we'll be hitting the news today, and when we hit the news today, there's a couple items that you got to know about. You've heard about it, and one of them you may have, one of them you may not have. But we got to know what's going on. We're going to talk about those two items. Then we're going to get into an interview with Al Talon. Now, who's Al? Who is Al? Well, we're going to find out. He's like you. He's like me. Somebody got fed up with what was going on, and he is going to tell us what he did about it. We're going to get him on the phone in just a few minutes. You want to listen to Al. Now, let me tell you about uh, our presidential race we're taking as you know we have started taking each potential candidate then we're going to look at the advantages and disadvantages in a unique way because we're going to look at it as if you are running for the president of the united states and i'm going to be here to help be your political consultant we're going to look at each candidate potential candidate and to this week's show it is herman cain and so we're going to be taking herman cain and see if he has what it takes to be president of the United States. Now, let me get Rock of Liberty speech. It's something that you don't want to miss because we're going to be talking very quickly, but the Rock of Liberty speech is going to include something that's very important for this Tea Party movement. So listen to that. Now, getting right on with the show, let me tell you about what we got going on in as far as the news items. First, uh, there is something that everybody has heard about and we, they keep trying. The administration keeps trying to sweep it under the rug, and that is the about the voter intimidation by the new Black Panther uh, Party up in in uh, Philadelphia back in 2008. Well, we know that somebody in the Justice Department they resigned because they said this was not getting the attention it needed, and and they resigned from the Department of Justice. And this week, under testimony. Uh, Attorney General Holder, he testified to the House Appropriations Subcommittee that the new Black Panther voter intimidation case demeans, quote, my people. Well, I want to think now, who are my people? Attorney General Holder, you're an American. It doesn't say you're African American. It doesn't say you're a white American or an Asian American. It's it says, you're the Attorney General of the United States of America. Now, who is my people? I, I don't know, understand. I love the words of Martin Luther King Jr. And when he said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. What part of that statement from Martin Luther King Jr. do you not understand, Attorney General Holder? My goodness. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Somebody write Attorney General Holder and tell him to go back and study his civil rights history. My goodness. And he's the Attorney General of the United States. 
Oh, my goodness. I, if anybody knows any more about that case, uh, let me know. Go to radio at teaparty.ms. That's radio at teaparty.ms, and let me know more about that case because I think it's very important from the, the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. himself. Now, as far as something else in the news that I want to tell you about, now this is something that has come out from the United States military. It says, they add sur uh, surveillance blimps to the war on terror. So they're putting blimps up. Now, I've got a first-hand report of this, and they talk about the new blimps that are going up, and they say this is going to help America's war on terror because it gives real-time data. Uh, they put the blimps up high enough where they can't be shot down, and it has cameras that can see what's going on, and they can interact with the computers and of what the uh, troops and soldiers on the ground, they can see it. People, will, they can shoot it out by satellite. They can, they can uh, get the information to planes that are in the air. And so it's, a, it's just like a, a vortex of communications coming into the, that uh, unmanned airship. And it goes over, and they can control it. This can really change our war on terror. Now, let me tell you how. Uh, because... I heard it firsthand back a couple weeks ago. There's a reporter. He's a former United States Marine, and he went in uh, embedded if a unit because he's a reporter now, but he fought in the Vietnam War. He's, a, uh, I won't say elderly, but older uh, ex-Marine, and he was telling us it was fascinating, he said, to see for the first time ever that Marines and uh, troops in the field did not have to wonder what's over that wall. Uh, where are people hiding in this town? What's going on on town square when you're on the outskirts of a city? Right now, in Afghanistan, they're using these blimps, and they can have cameras, and they can see. In fact, let me tell you what happened. They had a little firefight. Marine was, uh, the ex-Marine reporter was in that, and then, but he was talking about they could see in a city where the British in this part of the Afghanistan were responsible, and they had spent actually billions of dollars trying to get the people to be on their side with building and infrastructure. We know so much of that has been wasted. The money's disappeared. We don't know where it's gone. And all of a sudden, the people, are they on the side of uh, the allies? Are they on the side of NATO? Well, whenever somebody comes into town... Where, do, where are all the people when the terrorists come in and start planting a bomb in the street? Nobody calls the military. Nobody calls anybody. Everybody sort of hushes and goes inside. And these are the people who are supposedly our friends. We're trying to win them over. And yet they know the terrorists will be there when the Americans are gone or when NATO's gone. So they don't do anything. They just keep their mouths shut as bombs are being placed in their street but now and this really happened the reporters tell us they were watching from the airship they could see the whole town and they saw a motorcycle come up a, a motorcycle and a guy riding on it and then that motor the guy the motorcycle stops in the middle of the street people move on in their houses and off the streets and right there that uh, one of the guys pulls out a pickaxe and starts digging a hole in the street Another guy has a sack in his hands, which is an IED. And, and 
the bomb was getting ready to be placed. But the United States Marines, with people on the outskirts of town, with uh, helicopters in the air, they said, get them. And the terrorists were terminated. It was that quick. They had real-time reaction. Real-time reaction. And that's what's going to change the war on terror. Now, are we going to all of a sudden win Afghanistan? It's a tough, tough slog over there. But I'm telling you that the United States military has not been just sitting on its hands and fretting. They've been working on things. And this is something that's going to aid in our fight against terrorism and in Afghanistan and wherever our troops may be called on. So I just want to give you that report from up front in Afghanistan. I haven't seen it anywhere else, but that's a firsthand report from an embedded reporter, and he says it's working wonderfully, giving commanders and troops right there on the field real-time uh, video of what's happening instantly on the, on the field of battle. So that is something that uh, you got to hear first here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. So I'm glad you're listening to us. Now, before we get into our presidential, presidential section about the race for the Republican nomination, let me remind you that you can go to Tea Party uh, Review, a front page right there, and you look at the banner for Tea Party Review, and go check out that magazine. In fact, I ask you, please, to buy the magazine. Be a part of the movement. Get involved. And you'll know what's going on, not only around your neck of the woods, but around the nation when you subscribe to the Tea Party Review. Uh, the first inaugural issue did have an article from yours truly, Doc Holliday, and I'm glad to be in the first inaugural issue. Uh, the second issue will be uh, going to print very soon and, and will be coming out. So go and subscribe to the best magazine anywhere that details the Tea Party. It's something that is going to be growing, great articles, great writers, and I'm telling you, this is going to help empower the movement of the Tea Party uh, people and people involved like you and like me. So uh, check it out. Go there. Click on the banner. Like I said, you can also go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. That's www.teaparty.ms. Check it out. Uh, you can click on the banner, and it'll take you there to Tea Party Review, or you can check out my book called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. Now, let's get right to our presidential uh, politics, because as we started last week with Sarah Palin, you want to hear what we had to say about Sarah Palin? Go back to last week's show in the archive section and listen to it, because one of the things I wanted you to know is you are running for president of the United States, the Tea Party activist, and we want to think of you running. Now, if you're running, you got to know your uh, competition, and so we're looking at Herman Cain, looking at his advantages and disadvantages of running for president of the United States. Whoa, I hear it right now. <laughs> I hear some of you saying, now, who is Herman Cain? Well, Herman Cain uh, is a former CEO of Godfather's Pizza, he uh, has been on uh, the Federal Reserve Board, I believe, St. Louis, in the past. And there's uh, YouTube pictures of him. You can go on YouTube and see where back in the 1990s when uh, we had the first Hillary, Claire, Hillary Care coming at us. Uh, he stood up, uh, took on President Bill Clinton 
and you can see that during a town hall meeting, and he took on uh, Clinton's uh, idea of, uh, you know, of uh, universal care, and, and it was a very, very confrontational time. And Herman Cain has been able to stand up for conservative principles. Now, just like uh, Sarah Palin, I have had the privilege of meeting Herman Cain and speaking with him. In fact, uh, a few years back, I, he had just lost an election for uh, the Republican nomination for senator of the state of Georgia. But I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him in a, in a restaurant, and we shared uh, some tea or something to drink. And I'm telling you that uh, he is the full real embodiment of conservative principles. Now, there is something for you to don't know. He is African-American, or he's black. What do you want to call it? His skin color is darker than mine. But I tell you what, in the conservative world, we need Herman Cain in uh, many ways because Herman Cain can articulate, communicate, and he can really hit the issues. And the thing is, he has lived... The, in the business world, he knows business, and he knows the atrocities that this administration is committing against the small business uh, uh, person, and not only small businesses, but the big businesses. Why? Why in the world, when we need more jobs, are we cutting or, or failing to get permits for drilling oil in the Gulf of Mexico? And we got a federal judge is, who is uh, challenging the president to uh, let his people go, pretty much. He's saying, you know, the administration has failed to act on his saying it's time to act on getting these permits. And they're dragging their feet, so all of a sudden they go, oh, we don't have enough time now. And it is absolute uh, absurd that we got a president who says we need job growth, and he's using the EPA, he's using uh, whatever uh, cabinet department he needs to do with regulation what it cannot do through Congress now that the House has turned to Republican control. It's absolutely outrageous, and there's probably, in my mind, not a better person that can articulate that better than Herman Cain. Now, Herman, is very, he's got a, uh, a very even-keeled temperament. Now, one thing about Herman Cain, he is not afraid to stand up and say the fair tax is the best way to tax Americans. The fair tax plan, for those who don't know, is a, a plan that will uh, set a, a set rate for taxes across the nation and do away with the Internal Revenue Service, do away with all the federal bureaucracy that controls our moves and has to report what we make and what we do to, uh, to uh, the government. So those are the things that Herman Cain brings to the table as advantages. Disadvantages, uh, where does he go with, um, if you're going to run against Herman Cain, one thing you need to brush up on is your, you know, international relationships. You know, where does Herman Cain come down that? I'm telling you, he'll be stronger than you think. But you can ask him. You can ask him and push him on the international issues. See where his... Uh, foreign experience is and see how well he knows foreign policy. Those are the questions he could be weak on because he hasn't dealt with those openly. But those are the things that not only make it a disadvantage, the other thing is people go, well, Herman, why are you running for president and you've never been a senator or a congressman or 
You've never been a governor, and they feel like this is what he lacks. But I, I go back to what we said before in the previous shows. You understand, President Barack Obama <laughs> had, had none of this. He was a United States senator, but he started running for president just as soon as he got elected to the United States Senate. So how much experience did he have? Because he's running so hard for president at the beginning, he really never had time to understand what a United States senator does, I don't believe. So Herman Cain has a world, I mean a world of more experience to be president of the United States than President Barack Obama ever had. So he'll bring to the position of president a long list of friends and those who knows and have worked with through the years in the conservative movement that can uh, fill in uh, the positions of what a Herman Cain administration might mean. Now, if you're running against him and you got to get into the debates, I know one thing, <laughs> you really don't want to debate Herman Cain because he knows how to articulate. But you do have to push him on the foreign policy issues. You got to uh, see what he's worth. You got to see if he can articulate the foreign policy issues as well as it can domestic issues. When it comes to taxes, he's on that fair tax bandwagon. I like the fair, fair tax. But if you're running against him, you push him on how he would get that implemented, how he'd get it through Congress. He can be for it, but how are you going to get it through Congress when they got all the lobbyists that are pushing not only the Democrats but the Republicans too? So I think you can push him on the fair tax issue. Now, another thing that you'll find with uh, – with, uh, Herman Cain is when it comes to, like we said, you can hit him with experience. But the other thing is you can say, now, how do you know the details? Get him on the details of uh, the, the fair tax. Get him on details of what he would do. It's easy to say let's re repeal Obamacare, but what kind of health care would he promote? And what kind of would he work with Congress to get through? So those are some things that Herman Cain will need to answer if he's going to decide to run for president. As you may know, he has started an exploratory committee. And I can tell anybody, you can go to HermanCain.com, check out his website. He's got some interesting things, and I am glad he's exploring the possibility to run. I think it's imperative that he needs to be running for president of the United States. When we get into the debates, we need to see for the Good for our conservatives everywhere, but for the Republican Party, we need a black conservative American that can articulate, and and he is there. Not only there, I mean, he is very well a contender for the presidency of the United States, uh, and we shall see. I think he would, I would love to see him in a debate with Barack Obama. I know who would win that debate. It would not be the present president of the United States. Herman Cain can run circles around President Barack Obama when it comes to communicating and when it comes to articulating a message of strength and hope and the future of the United States. So that's what we got on Herman Cain. Wow, time is moving on. I'm glad you're listening to the show. And let me remind you, you're listening to, to Doc Holliday's Tea Party and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we just got through talking about Herman Cain running for president of the United States or the possibility that he may run. And coming up in just a moment, we'll be talking to Al Talon. I told you about him, a grassroots person like you and me. And what is he doing? You're going to find out. We're going to get Al on the phone in just a moment. Before we do, 
I want to tell you that we also, at uh, the Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we got the website www.teaparty.ms, and you can go there. You can check out some of the videos in the past of uh, some speeches I've given. You can go there and check out some of the poetry that I've written on the Tea Party. You can check out several things, but more than that, we want you to be a part of what's going on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. So get involved and let your friends know about this show. And, and uh, as we continue to grow into all parts of the nation, I just want to remind you that we are here to be a support for the Tea Party movement everywhere. This movement has got to grow. We've got our work cut out for us. And so many people, especially in the liberal sphere, like to say the Tea Party is getting soft. They're getting quiet. We don't hear so much about them. They're going away. They won the election of the House, and now they're just, they'll get complacent. We don't see any more anger. Well, don't tell. Don't get too loud. Don't let the left think we've gone to sleep. We have not. You see what's going on everywhere from Wisconsin to Ohio, and that's where it's going to lead us. And we're going to go right now to somebody in Ohio. His name is Al Talon. Al is, uh, runs PatriotWearGear.com. Welcome to Doc Holiday's Tea Party, Al. Hi, Doc. Thanks for having me today. Well, we're glad to have you on because one thing I like is finding people in a grassroots effort that's out here in the Tea Party movement. And, and one thing I, I saw uh, Al and met him at the CPAC convention up in Washington. He had a booth, and there he's selling uh, some of the wittiest <laughs> Uh, bumper stickers I've seen anywhere. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your business there, Al. Well, thanks, Doc. Uh, basically, it just started out kind of as an idea, uh, you know, right after the, during the bailouts and then after the election. And, uh, you know, I, thought I had some sayings I came up with, and, then, and so I decided to take the idea and, and turn it into something real. So I created created some bumper stickers, and right now I just have a, a shirt, um, you know, talking about the government run health care. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that, and then uh, uh, that's uh, so I, uh, I know you'll probably get some more things out there too uh, oh. coming up. But uh, and, and then your website's just what it says uh, patriotwaregear.com. Makes it easy, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I tried to give it a broad enough name because, uh, you know, I, I think you and I. Uh, you know, and just having a chance to talk with you, Doc, you know, I, I think we agree on a lot of the same issues, and, you know, we're all patriots, and I wanted to, you know, add things over time, obviously, that people can wear, and kind of have a little bit of a catchy name. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, catchy, and people need to wear what you got, and, and the bumper stickers is something that uh, everybody needs to go visit your site and check those things out. One, one of the things out that I uh, I, I talked last week some about the state of Ohio and how it represents America in so many ways because uh, there's some cities that you could put down south and there's some cities you could put on the east coast. And one of the things I've always been told, though I've never been there, now you're based out of Cleveland. Now that's not uh, the most conservative city in the world, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, Cleveland does have a reputation, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's, it's, yeah, it's gotten to me that way. <laughs> pro-union and uh, democratic and liberal. Uh, unfortunately, we have Dennis Kucinich here, um, who really isn't the face of Cleveland. Most Clevelanders do not like him. He just has a very small voting base that keeps putting him back in office. And, 
We talked about him last fall also. We we prayed for a miracle, so maybe maybe a miracle will happen in the It'll next two happen. years. It'll happen. And, uh, you know, Cleveland, well, Ohio, is we consider ourselves Midwestern, uh, just just common-sense kind of people, hard-working people, and, and Cleveland is too. Cleveland, the Clevelanders, you know, we still have a steel mill, thank God. Um, you know, and, and the people, they just want to do what everybody else in this country does is go to work, Put in a good day's work for a good, fair pay, um, and and keeping the taxes low. But that's yeah, exactly. that hasn't been exactly. happening. Not give everything away to the government, and uh, not have anybody putting their nose in their business and telling them how to live their life, whether it's through government-run health care or higher gasoline taxes or whatnot. And uh, Cleveland, over time, has become more conservative. Um, well, now that's interesting. That's uh, I I haven't heard, I haven't got that update. <laughs> I, I, you know, speaking of grassroots, I mean, you know, I started small. I just wanted to take one little baby step after another. That's why I started with bumper stickers and shirts and my website. And what I started doing um, last spring was just going to local events around the within my county or basically Ohio, the Ohio area. And uh-huh. I would go to like flea markets or what they call car shows where people are buying and selling car parts, things like that. Right. Just regular people, right, Ed? Just regular that, people. That's what the tea party's made of. And I, I was honestly surprised at the reaction I got from my stickers. Hmm. I had no idea of what simmering underneath the surface. I mean, for every one person that disagreed with what I had, and uh-huh. I was fine with that. That's the that's right. one of the great things about our country. Yeah, American way, free speech. Agree, right? We don't go to civil war. We we vote. we we did that once before, and and in, in, uh, in the south, my my side of the country learned let's don't do that again. <laughs> it's it's never good for either side. It never is, and uh, let's hope we never go there again. Well. And, but, God forbid. But for every one person that would disagree, I, I'm literally, uh, I'm not exaggerating the numbers, I had 100 people come up to me wow. and take my hand. A hundred. I, I easily. Mm. I was shocked. I was shocked. And this was, and even before that, you know, when I started this, I really didn't know about the Tea Party. I just started, I was in my own little uh, vacuum. Uh-huh. Okay. It was just me. This is how I felt. This is how I feel. And I wanted to have a serious message, but still have fun. Uh-huh. I figured, you know, it's better to laugh than cry, right? Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, uh, you know, show people how I feel and do it in somewhat of a, a polite manner. You know, nothing crude or rude. And um, But literally, people would just come up to me at flea markets. And, of course, they would buy these, you know, stickers. And, and then, you know, somebody's like, hey, do you have that government-run health care sticker yeah. t-shirt? And at the time, I did not, but I told them, you know what, next time I'm here, I will. Uh. And uh, they, they would come back, and, and you know who the number, I may have mentioned this at CPAC, do you know who the number one buyer of the government-run health care stickers are? I don't know. You have to tell me. Doctors. Okay. <laughs> I had, at this, it's on my website, yeah. or Facebook page, I had a man come up to me, and he was like, give me three of those shirts. And I could tell you the professional. Uh-huh. So I asked him, I go, what, what line of work are you in? Are you in the medical industry? And he's like, yeah. And uh-huh. he goes, I'm a neurosurgeon. Okay. And he, <laughs> he put the shirt right on. 
And I was like, wow, that's fantastic. I'm like, do you mind if I get a picture? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now what you're doing is providing a, a need as capitalism at its best. You're part of the Tea Party movement, you know, uh, what you're doing right there in Ohio. And I applaud you because I, I mentioned that about Cleveland. But uh, with people like you, it's going to help the liberals start seeing, you know, there's no future in a way. You, you cannot spend yourself out of debt like uh, some of the Democrats were saying. We're just going to have to spend ourselves out of this recession. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's just crazy. Exactly. And It's so good to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Look forward to meeting you again one day, and, uh, and just good luck in all you're doing. Thanks a lot, Doc. I appreciate it. And that was Al Talon, and you can check out his uh, bumper stickers and T-shirts at PatriotWearGear.com. And check everything out there for Al, because I tell you what, he's uh, a great guy. And let me tell you a couple of nuggets I got from this uh, conversation of Al. He's like you and me. He's somebody that was fed up, and he he found an outlet by making bumper stickers, T-shirts, and what a great American way to say, I don't like what's going on. Now, another nugget that uh, reminds me of uh, so many of you out there, he is in Cleveland, Ohio, what people call a bastion of liberalism. And I'm telling you, there is hope in our country when we see right there in Cleveland, Ohio, a, a patriot, a conservative Tea Party man that's saying, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to stand up. And I'm telling you that even Dennis Kovinovich is in trouble. I tell you, that's the fire we need in the Tea Party. And it leads us right up into the Rock of Liberty speech. Let me tell you what's going on. I am excited because the Tea Party movement is not only starting to bubble up. We see some Tea Party uh, conventions going on. I know in Memphis, Tennessee, April 7th, 8th, and 9th, they're having a national Tea Party for leaders to come into Memphis. There's other things out there and and uh, too many to tell you about, but you can check them out. You can go to Tea Party Review and and check out some of the upcoming events. But I'm excited because in your neck of the woods, you're doing something. I'm doing something right in my hometown here in Tupelo, Mississippi. We got uh, Joe the Plumber and Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Brown, I believe, coming in on a tour in May. And there's other things that are just starting to come together. And we're seeing a fruition of movement coming together. So get excited where you are. Don't let things calm down. Get excited and say, we are going to start right now working for 2012 to turn this country around and let us let everybody know that the Tea Party movement is here. If you're Republican, if you're Democrat, I don't care. We're going to put your feet to the fire because our country is going to hell in a handbasket real quick if we don't get a grip on this debt that's going on. I'm telling you, we see... The fight we're having to do just to get $61 billion and the Democrats are looking like we're crazy. I say the Democrats are crazy if they don't want to save this country. I'm telling you, we got our work cut out, so get fired up. And I'll tell the Republicans the same thing. If they don't get to work on this thing, they can complain all day long. They don't have the Senate or the President on their side, but they ought to be smart enough to make the American people understand who is slowing it down? So I'm telling you, that's the Rock of Liberty speech. And don't forget to listen to us next week as we will dive right back into the presidential politics. We'll see some great things happening on the field of 
the news and what's going on, not only in politics, but what's going on in this government trying to see if we're going to ever cut some spending up there in Washington. We're going to be holding some people's feet to the fire. So come back next week. Great show coming up. I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.